So welcome back guys to another episode of Inspire You. I'm really excited today because joining me is the incredible Amy Millie. Amy, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm really, really good. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I'm really, really happy to have you on here, first of all. I'm a huge, huge fan of your content. And just thank you for agreeing to come on and to share your insights, really. Of course. You know what? It's so exciting. I haven't been on a podcast before. And I was always, I've always been that person who's like, yeah. imagine, what, imagine one day if I'm the person that people want to interview. How cool would that be? <laughs> And are. so it's kind of mad and surreal, but it's so exciting. I'm so happy. Thank you. I feel privileged. So we're just going to have a bit of a chat. We're going to just, we haven't really got um, a plan in terms of the things we're going to talk about. We've got a couple of topics in mind, but I think with your journey, because we've known each other for only, only a couple of months, but following your content and following your journey and, you know, having conversations with you. I am just absolutely fascinated by the journey that you have been on. And I guess for those people who are listening uh, and watching this, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Okay. Well, look, I started on TikTok. I started making my own content when, to be honest, I was in a really dark place. I felt lost I had no direction I really had no idea where my life was going and I thought I saw some people on TikTok making content about their own experience with mental health mental illness Um, and I thought I want to do it I want to do it there's something stopping me and I woke up one day and I was like I'm just going to do it I'm just going to do it put something out there I don't know what I'm going to do but I'm just going to do it see how it Mm -hmm. goes um and the first few videos did okay, not great. And um, the more I kept making content, it wasn't even about the views I was getting. It was more about the feeling of this is kind of like therapy. Like this kind of feels like therapy for me, just speaking about it, just yeah. speaking about it to a platform. Whether I'm getting ten views, I'm I'm getting it out. I'm getting it off my chest, and this is kind of therapeutic for me. So I'm really enjoying it. And then I kept making more and more. And the more I made, the more honest I was becoming about myself and about my experience. Because I've I've had so many diagnoses in terms of mental illness, and we'll talk about that afterwards. But I just didn't know who to speak to about it. I really was hesitant to see a therapist at the time Mm -hmm. um, because... I've learned now the reality is I, I wasn't I wasn't actually willing to change. I wasn't willing to change anything. So I was in a place where I was like, I'm just going to talk about my experience and then see what happens from there. You know, yeah. let's use that as a starting point. Just talk about my experience rather than thinking I've got to change. Absolutely. Um, and look, now we're now we're here a few months later and I have so many amazing people that 77,000 I think you're on now your account has just Uh, absolutely blown up in terms of the engagement and the the following you've recently launched a merch line as well um you've got merch like it's I've got merch did you ever think (laughs) did you ever think you'd have a day where people would be buying merchandise of yours 
No, no, truly. It's so funny to me still thinking about it because I see all these influencers on, on Instagram and TikTok and they're like, guys, buy my merch. And I'm like, oh my God, imagine if that were me. That would never be me, right? And now I'm like, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's crazy. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about, before we go any further into this, let's be honest, of all the things that you're known for on TikTok, you're known as the high baby woman. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. become your, it's become your sort of catchphrase. And I just want to, where, where did that come from? There's a story. There is a, there is a story here. Um, so when I, a few years ago, I was, um, I was dating someone and we had a mutual friend and I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't know this girl before she was, and she's still a very dear friend to me now. Sure. So I think we've got to give her a bit of credit for this. Um, and she's South African and there was something about her energy straight away that I was like, I, I love this. I literally love this woman. She's so like comforting and motherly and nurturing. And I need that. And she would, she was so gentle in her tone. And she would always say to me, hi, my baby, how are you? Hi, my angel. And I was like, there's, I don't know, there's something that, there's something that every time she says that, I instantly feel at home. I feel safe. I feel comforted. And I was always, I'm, I'm telling you now, when I first started saying hi, baby, mm -hmm. my friends, people that have known me for ages had been like, you've never said the word babe baby i mean not even in relationships what are you, what's going on <laughs> and now you're and like, strangers on the internet <laughs> yeah no everyone's like what what is going on and i was like there's something about it that is just really comforting for me and so when i started making the videos and even kind of still i watch them and i'm i'm it's almost like i'm giving advice to myself so i know that for me that's really comforting. So when I watch those videos back, and I sound so strange, and I hear myself saying, hi, baby, I'm like, I feel comforted. Yeah. I feel at home, I feel vulnerable, and, and it's okay to feel vulnerable. And so I wanted other people, I mean, I've had many mixed reviews on the hi, baby, um, but most people are also finding that the hi, baby is also really comforting for them as well. And I love that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, you know, again, I, I touched on this on, on a previous episode, but we've just come out of a pandemic, you know, and there are a lot of people out there that I think now are looking for that element of comfort. They're looking for that element of reassurance now, you know, in, in a, in a post-pandemic world. And I think as content creators now, there is, there is a major opportunity now for us to try and repair the world and heal the world you know through the content that we create because a lot of people are coming out of this pandemic with mental health struggles you know they may have lost their jobs or you know they may have had a complete shift in you know their careers relationships coming to an end all of that kind of stuff and i think the work that goes into creating content now that touches people like you know on a completely different level but actually makes them think and makes them feel something 
and and it sounds it sounds corny and it sounds cheesy but making a video you know that's 60 seconds long and connecting with someone in 60 seconds and you know and, and you'll know this you put a video out and then you get a, a comment saying this is exactly what i needed to hear today i've just watched this and you just made me cry like it's amazing. it is I mean, t tell me about some of the feedback that you've had from your videos, like in, in terms of some of the, the people that have, you know, resonated with your message. Um, g give us a couple of examples of, of, of some of the feedback you've received. I mean, listen, I get messages, DMs, emails every day from mm -hmm. people um, saying to me, you've transformed my life and it's not that it's not it's not about people saying these things that makes me happy because in reality i haven't done anything i've i've made content and that's in in a way resonated with you so i'm like i love hearing that people resonated and they've resonated in a way that they've managed to shift their mindset to think maybe I can, like, maybe I can become this incredible version of myself. Maybe I do have what it takes. And it's that that makes me so happy. The, the messages saying, you know, I'm in such a dark place. I've, I've been through depression. No one has ever been able to help me shift my perspective, but somehow the way that you get your message across has resonated. And now I feel like I can take control of my life. It's, hands down the best feeling in the world amazing amazing so as you know the podcast is called inspire you and you are at this point in time a content creator you are on the road to becoming a cognitive behavioral therapist cbt therapist which congratulations for that by the way incredible journey to be on um what inspires you if we strip away the content creator for a minute strip away you know that all of that let's dive into what makes you tick as a person what where do you go for your inspiration for your kind of motivation for to get that drive i love that i love questions like these so good get me digging right in there absolutely um yeah that's what you gotta do for me what inspires me is um Anything creative, anything that's sort of not surface level stuff, what do I mean by that? I mean art, for example. It's it's subject, like, you know, one person might look at art and think, oh, I don't get anything from that. Another person will look at that and think, oh my gosh, imagine yeah. the journey that that person went through to draw this or to, to come up with this idea. Um, and how can I relate to that? So humanity inspires me, art mm -hmm. inspires me, music inspires me, gets you thinking. It gets you thinking yeah. in a different way. I think, in fact, really, the common denominator in all of those things is connection. Yeah. Like connection, like connection is what inspires me. Yeah. And what's funny about that, now just talking about it, thinking about it, I think the reason I struggled for so long with my mental health is because I isolated myself. I see. It's not such an interesting thought. Yeah. I've, just, I've just thought about that. I isolated myself so I wasn't inspired 
so I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, so there's, I'm, I'm not going to name the person, but there's another creator on this app who I saw one of her videos um, not that long ago, and in the video she talks exactly about that. Your growth is determined by how much you isolate yourself, because if you don't go and you don't heal, you can, you can go and heal in isolation, but there's going to come a, there's going to come a ceiling where you've, you've done everything you can by yourself. And part of healing, and we'll talk a little bit more about healing as well, um, requires you to put yourself back out into the real world, interact with, you know, people, interact with situations, experiences, open yourself up to new possibilities. And I think that part of the journey of growth and discovering who you are requires you to take risks and to open yourself up to these opportunities that lie way, way, way beyond your comfort zone. Absolutely. And I think as well, it's about isolating as well. Listen, I think connection to other humans is absolutely crucial, but also to make sure that you're not isolating yourself from yourself. Yes. Does that make sense? I love that. Not avoiding who you are, what you mm. feel. Um, and this is something people say to me as well. They're like, you know, I feel anxious and it's it's terrible and I don't I don't know what to do and I don't know why. And it's just I don't know. And then it's this like phase of, well, I I don't know. You need to tell me. And then we're like, well, one minute, because what's really going on for you? Only you know that. Really, only you know that. And so it's important to be in touch with yourself. Once you understand yourself a bit more then you can start easily connecting with people and embracing connection absolutely yeah i 100 agree with you i mean what, what what do you think the biggest the biggest stumbling block is to people understanding themselves what do you think this, the, the the greatest challenge is in that self-discovery process i think in the self-discovery process people are, are scared to face mm -hmm. themselves because people, and it's a very natural human response, we're scared to, we're scared of the unknown. So, yeah. so we don't know what's going to happen. If we start working on ourselves, we don't know what emotions are going to come up and they're mm -hmm. probably going to feel really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so it's, and also what we really don't want to do, and I think this, is, this goes for many, many, in fact, everyone, we're hesitant to take responsibility for how we feel, it's easier to shift the blame onto someone else. It's always easier. That's just, that's a, that's fact. It's easier to say, well, you know, this happened. They, they broke up with me or they said this to me. And so that's why I'm upset, right? But what we're missing out is our beliefs, our thoughts, our cognitions that are going on in response to the to what has taken place. We're missing that whole section out. We're like, it's not actually the event that has caused us to feel a certain way. It's how we have perceived the event that has caused us to feel a certain way. I love that, I love that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it make sense? No, it does, it 100% yeah. makes sense. And, and this, is a, this is another thing I love about your content and, and, and just speaking with you. Um, you're very unique in, in, in the way that you not only present yourself, but when you do the motivational videos, and by the way, for those of you who aren't following Amy on TikTok, please go and follow her. Um, 
you know, the way that you create your videos, you not only have a presence physically, um, you know, with the, with the tone of voice and the eye contact and everything else, but just in the language that you use. And what I find, and, and I, you know, you can, you can give me your thoughts on this in a minute. When you start following creators who are doing, you know, mental health videos, and they start using technical terminology, a lot of the time you feel like the message gets lost because a lot of people who don't understand that kind of language, they can't resonate with it. And yet there's something about it that when you use, you know, slightly more complex language at times in your videos, it just comes across so natural, so understandable. And I, I genuinely feel that people can learn from watching your content, not just, you know, from the way they feel, but from an educational standpoint, because you describe things so well and you go into stuff like, you know, the, the, the cognition process and, you know, the, the psychological elements of, of why. You're very much a why person. That's what I've seen in your content. Um, and I, I guess, you know, is, is that something, has education always been a passion of yours? It's interesting because the answer is absolutely not. Okay. But when it comes to, I was, I was never interested in, in, when it came to school, no right. interest, did zero work, really did zero work. Don't know how I passed my GCSEs and my A-levels. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was just completely not interested. Um, and then it got to a point where I think after, after school, after studying, studying, you know, after doing my A-levels, um, a lot later down the line, I realised what my passion was a lot later down. I'm in my late 20s. I've only really just discovered it. I knew that I was interested in, always interested in humans. Like, why do we do that? Like, why do we do the things we do? I just find yeah. it, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I said this to my mum the other day. I was like, do you not just find it so fascinating? She's like, I mean, not really. Um, yeah. But for me, I, I want to understand people because I want to understand myself. I think everyone can learn so much from other people if we just let go of judgment it's not easy to do if we let go of judgment and we're just like what can I learn from this experience and also let go of judgment from your from yourself your own thoughts yesterday for example all right this is this is such a I'm going off on a bit of a tangent but yesterday I randomly felt myself getting a bit anxious Mm -hmm. and previously I would have been like oh my god oh my god I'm getting anxious this is terrible I don't know what to do why is it happening blah, blah, blah. but yesterday I sat to myself I was like one, one minute we don't need to like let's not judge ourselves let's just sit with this feeling mm -hmm. of, of anxiety it's just it just is anxiety it's not good it's not bad it's just what it is and I took a deep breath and immediately felt calm because there was no judgment yeah and so and so what I was thinking is going back to your I'm very much the why person why why be rather than why is this happening like curious why I wonder what's going on I wonder why I'm feeling like this I wonder why I respond in that way to other people mm -hmm. because the more you understand yourself the more other people, when, when even if someone is shouting at you and saying, you're this, you're rude, you're disrespectful, you're a 
blah 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 you know (laughs) it doesn't it becomes less of a personal attack and more like that's when we can that's when we can start to find compassion for other people would you describe would you describe yourself as an empath i here's the thing i would i would um in big way and I think it's because it's a learned behavior I I have always really felt quite misunderstood as a person and I wanted to make it my mission to make sure that anyone I came in contact with did not feel misunderstood Um, I wanted people to not feel alone and and like they weren't being heard or validated so yes I am an empath what I've learned to do though is to, because I found myself becoming very drained easily by people who, you know, I was absorbing other people's energies and, and it was a bit, it was a bit overwhelming for me. I didn't really understand how to navigate it. Um, so I've learned to kind of transform that, transform empathy into compassion. Um, and it's, it's still a, a work in progress. Interesting. Rather than, rather than just absorbing other people's energy, because mm. I, I'm not sure for me, and it's very different for everyone, I'm not sure for me how helpful it is to absorb someone else's experience because I'm feeling all of these emotions and then I'm giving advice when, when asked for advice based on what I would do. Mm-hmm. in that situation but really humans are a lot more complex than that and my life experiences are completely completely different the way I've been brought up is different um my my DNA my personality my character is completely different so I said to myself I wonder whether I can just yes still feel empathy for someone mm-hmm. rather than sympathy um, but slightly remove myself from the situation slightly and look at it as as just just as just a a situation right not me being involved in the situation not taking on some emotions and not feeling like i have to fix or solve or help or because it can become quite frantic when i feel like i think trying to fix people is the biggest problem that most people come across we come across this idea that that, you know when it comes to helping someone we're in some way fixing them and and i think there has to be that distinction between trying to help someone from a compassionate point of view and knowing where to draw the draw the line because we can't we can't fix other human beings you know as much as from a compassionate side of things we would like to we have to let people, we have to give people the free autonomy to go and make their own decision-making. Because let's face it, we're, we're all human beings. We're all growing and learning. And <clears throat> the, biggest, the biggest part of growing and learning is making mistakes. Your biggest breakthrough, I've always said that the biggest breakthroughs in your life always happen as a result of your biggest mistakes or your biggest challenges. Without challenge, there is no room for self-improvement. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and without challenge, there is no room for self-improvement. I love that. 
but also and it's also about people you you can't actually first of all and I posted something the other day um and I said you're not a broken human that needs to be fixed you you're whole you're a whole human no matter what just need a bit of understanding that, yeah, that's it's really all people need just to be understood, just to be heard, because we we cannot take on someone else's problems or concerns if they are not willing to take responsibility for their feelings, thoughts, behaviors, and actions. It's impossible. And we drive ourselves crazy in the process thinking, I'm, I, I can do it, I can do it, but maybe they'll change. You can't, you cannot change someone else's mindset. No, you can't. And, and, and this is another thing. I think a lot of people, when they talk about this idea of being broken or being, you know, lost or feeling, you know, like they're not enough. What they don't realize is that they're their own worst critic. If you actually sit down with people and say to them, say, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like you're broken? Why do you feel like you're lost? Why do you feel like you're not worthy? Who is telling you this stuff? And nine times out of 10, they'll go, well, no one's telling me this, but it's just how I feel. Okay, but why do you feel that way? What are you feeding your brain? What are you saying to yourself on a daily basis? Because here's the thing, it's not anybody else. Well, it's not some random stranger coming up to you in the street or a friend and saying, do you know what? You're, not, you're broken. You're not worthy. You know, yes, we may go through toxic relationships or friendships or bad experiences, but those come and go. Those situations don't last. Well, you, you're not walking around, you know, your entire life with those bad experiences happening to you all the time. But what you are doing is you're conditioning your brain on a day to day basis about how you see yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I love that you said what are you feeding your brain? I think it's so important as well because it's it's not actually someone's words that are affecting us. It's yeah. our, you might have heard of this theory of the, the iceberg yes. theory yeah. of our brain. And we operate out of three, three mindsets, which is our conscious, for people that don't know, our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, and our unconscious mind. So when someone is saying to us, you know, you're not worthy, you're not worthy of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then we react, we're like, where, where is that reaction coming from? I have no idea what's going on. It's because we have very, very much deep rooted beliefs about ourselves that maybe, you know, most likely was sort of originated in childhood mm -hmm. and experiences that we, we haven't delved into and maybe we're unwilling to do that and that's okay but we must understand that the thoughts that come into our head are something that we can't control but we we yep. absolutely have control over I always say to people <laughs> I always come up with these weird analogies imagine you're <laughs> you're like the bouncer or imagine your your mind is like a nightclub, a members only nightclub. I know where you're going with this, yeah. Go on. And you're, you're the bouncer. Mm -hmm. And a thought comes in and it's like, it's just, it's, it comes through the door and it's like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be let in. 
and you're like okay do you do you have like the requirement you know do you deserve really to be here because the thought comes into your head I'm not good enough challenge that thought ask for id you know are you old enough ask ask why it's there like what is what is its need to be there is this going to be beneficial for me is this thought actually going to be helpful i'm not good enough ask yourself why before you just allow it to live in your brain in your mind rent free sure question it challenge it and if you don't like it guess what <laughs> you don't have to think you're not coming in yeah it's not coming in and that's it it's it's it really is the, the concept is simple but in practice it's a lot harder but i think when we look at it as a simple concept like that we're like okay okay if we're willing to open our minds a little bit then it's like you you choose the thoughts that you want to focus on let me ask you about this this idea of, of, of self you're, you're, you're part of the self-love club. You are somebody who preaches a lot of positivity and the idea of loving yourself through, through your content, you, you know, and that is a beautiful umbrella to be under. For anybody who, you know, is on that journey, trust me, it is, it is very worthwhile. If you're not on the self-love journey at the moment, guys, you really should be because once you start, it becomes, it becomes addictive. It really does become addictive. One of the things, and I don't know if you've come across this, one of the things I've found about being on the self-love journey, as you grow and as you learn and as you develop, you know, your sense of self and your sense of identity, as you start to put standards into your life and boundaries in place, a lot of people start to misinterpret you and, and your change as, oh, they become arrogant now. They become, oh, yeah. they become very self, they become very full of themselves. They become very, and, and here's the thing, there, there are a lot of people preaching self-love, you know, on TikTok, on social media, through various other platforms. But what they don't tell you and what isn't talked about enough is that the moment you start on that journey, people will challenge you. They will challenge you. It's almost as if, how dare you? How dare yeah. you become this, this, you know involved in yourself and and you know accommodating yourself what are some of the what are some of the things that you think that people can do when it comes to overcoming those challenges if we're met with that kind of negative you know feedback how do we stand in our own power here's the thing when it comes to setting boundaries and if it's something you're new to mm -hmm. it is going to be overwhelming and the response is going to challenge us it always is yeah um actually no matter how far in your journey it's still going to have some effect on you because it's almost as if someone is saying and it can feel like someone is saying how dare you be an autonomous person how mm -hmm. dare you get in the state of autonomy and not be under my control anymore and it's it's just the way it is it's the way humans are um mm -hmm. It's very important though to, this is why it's crucial to learn more about yourself every single day, because the more you learn about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you know that no matter what this person is saying, I'm not setting boundaries to give you ultimatums. I'm not setting boundaries oh. to give you consequences. I'm setting boundaries for me. Your opinion of me, 
it's your opinion for me it's your perception and that's okay but i'm not going to justify why i'm setting boundaries and if you do have to justify why you're setting boundaries just i'm not I, i would never advise someone to not spend time with this person not spend time with that person but just think about it because the people you spend time with the people you surround yourself with are either going to help promote your growth, encourage growth, or they're going to try and pull you back. So, and that's okay. If you're standing in your own power, you're still going to be able to move forward, even if you do have people trying to discourage you. But it's easier if you're around people who support your growth and respect your boundaries. There are always going to be people in the world who categorically do not respect your boundaries. And that's that. So how am I going to take that? Am I going to take it as a personal attack? I can do. That's an option. I can take it as a personal attack. Is that going to help me? Most probably not. Um, And it's important to just, it's it's so hard to do. But to, rather than judge what this person is saying to you, if someone is coming in and saying, how dare you, what are you doing, all of these things, rather than, fighting back and this is where self-control comes into Mm -hmm. control your emotions in the moment one minute i know i want to shout and scream back but one minute because what can i learn from this what can i learn from what is being said to me right now and and i think that's and i think that's such a great you know such a great mindset to have you know being that having that level of self-awareness you know means that you're able to grow and, and, and develop and I'll be honest with you like me personally um controlling my emotions you know has been one of the biggest things that I've had to learn over the past couple of years because I found myself in a, in a number of difficult situations over the last couple of years where people have really pushed my buttons you know they've pushed my buttons and they've known just which buttons to press and it and it elicits an emotional reaction and then I go away and I walk away from the situation like you said and, and, and it's only then that you start asking, oh, why? Why could I not in that moment be better? Why could I in that moment not respond differently? And moving on to talking about self-control, you know, I think for me, and you can, you can tell me what you think, sitting sometimes and, and taking a minute when someone says something to you and you go, okay, this has triggered me. Before I respond to you, I am going to go away and I'm going to relax myself so that I can then approach you with a response if I feel that there is, there is a response worth having because sometimes people will trigger you just to you know, elicit an emotional reaction out of you because they wanna pick a fight or they want to you know, try to, you know, impact your power or bring you down to their level in which case i'm not interested but if it's if it's something that for example if you're arguing with a partner or if you're arguing with a friend but you still want to maintain that that friendship or that relationship you still want to obviously build on that taking that taking that time to center yourself and to come at it from an objective standpoint as opposed to a subjective standpoint i think is is critical to being able to Say again. How hard is it as well to do that? So difficult. 
It's so really because easy. here's the thing have you ever, have you ever had an argument with someone have you ever had an argument with someone and you're you're really really you're really upset and the other person just goes hold on and they just walk they walk away what's that going to do it's going to annoy you more oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh, you're just, absolutely. You're just there and you're like i've got i've got nowhere to channel <laughs> I've got nowhere to project now. I know. Like, I know. What do I do? It's the hardest thing to your emotions are so powerful. And they really yeah. if you let them take over, if you let them control your body, they absolutely will. They're like they're like a rebellious child. If you let them, they will walk all over you, they'll do whatever they want. And then it's out of control and you're like, oh my God, I'm so angry. I don't know what to do with this anger. I don't know what to do. And do you know what, you know that feeling? It's such a horrible feeling. Um, and it is, I think this should be taught in schools. Like how to control your emotions to literally be like one second, mm -hmm. one minute, I'm not gonna shout. I'm not going to shout right now. Why am I doing that? But the thing is, it's hard. The, the hardest thing is when you're in a state of emotion. This is why when you're when you're really fired up and someone says, "Just calm down," it yeah. categorically is the most <laughs> calm down. The worst advice. It's like it's like saying to somebody with anxiety, "Don't be anxious. Stop exactly. being anxious." Great. Exactly. Right. Thank you for that. I'm glad you're here. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't, exactly. I didn't think of that. Like, you yeah. know, um, and that's the thing, they're saying, you know, calm down, it's not going to be helpful because, in that moment, in such a high state of emotion, no, we can't calm down. No, we can't. All right. But we can calm down internally. We don't have to act on our anger. We can still feel angry and not act on it, not choose to act on it. And then, because we can't really do two things at once. It's so hard to be in an emotional state of mind and a rational state of mind at the same time. They're not yeah. two things that generally coexist. No, um, we have to train our mind to do those two things. One of the hardest things to do in life, I'm not, I'm not saying this is something that's easy, but to say, I'm so angry right now. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm so angry. I'm not going to act on that anger because I want to take a bit of, a logical approach as well so i'm going to bring some logic into this right now um is my emotional reaction proportionate to what is going on so someone says you i don't know they they hit you with some some kind of criticism or you did really badly today or you know like you're such a horrible person one okay that's now listen to anyone any human is going to be upset they're going to be taken aback defense goes up walls go up you know everyone's like it's a stressful you know it's not a pleasant experience yeah is it and then we get so then we get really fired up and because we're so fired up we're not thinking logically but really when we just take a step back like keep our anger in check keep our emotion in check and we're like, am I really getting annoyed and angry at what is being said to me? Or is there some kind of belief deep inside me somewhere that thinks this person might have a point, maybe they could be right. Do I subconsciously, unconsciously think these things 
about myself. And I think a lot of people don't ask themselves that question. They just instinctively take it as a personal attack. Of course, of course. And it's a natural, I want to stress that this is a natural human response. It's okay if that happens. It's okay. Of course, we essentially, you know, the point of our ego is to, and the ego being the, the person we are to the world is to protect us mm. from from pain from hurt from suffering and and the ego really thinks that well if we just put our defenses up that's going to help us that's that's really going to help us but the soul our deepest parts of ourselves know that that not you know it's it's really not a personal attack so and how do we learn to believe that yeah. really the way to learn to believe it is to take responsibility, take accountability. I'm, I'm so glad that you just mentioned souls. So this is something that I've yet to talk about with anyone. And if I'm going to talk about it with anyone, let's be honest, who better to talk about it with than the Hey Baby Girl? So <laughs> we've talked a little bit about energy. And I know this is something that you and me see eye to eye on. We, we talk about energy. We talk about vibes. Now, moving just very briefly because we have talked about this in other, in other episodes with, with other guests but I wanted to talk to you just very briefly about the concept of relationships because I think a lot of us nowadays have got to a point where and and for those who for those of us who are in our late 20s you know in our 30s now I think that it's it's a natural part of the human condition that once you've been through a few bad experiences you start being more selective in terms of the kind of people you surround yourself with not just friendships but relationships romantic relationships as well so what is it that you look for now if you're trying to assess whether somebody is a good potential candidate for a romantic connection for me for me now and I've sat with myself for hours upon hours being like mm. what am I really looking for do I want a relationship now I believe I'm ready for a relationship so what am I looking for mm -hmm. I'm looking for someone who is I'm actually I'm not looking for anyone who hasn't had any bad experiences in their life it's not realistic um I'm looking for someone who is willing mm -hmm. to learn from their experiences I'm looking for someone who is willing to become very self-aware who is willing to be emotionally present willing to be vulnerable mm -hmm. to share experiences to learn from one another to compromise mm -hmm. um, and then through that trust is built mm -hmm. and to to just be very present in in what is going on rather than rushing it is this is this is this going to go somewhere what's going to happen oh, we can get married you know let's just relax let's all relax yeah. a minute am i enjoying this right now i used to focus so much on do they like me do they like me? why don't they like me i wonder exactly. what, what is it about me except and now i'm like do i like them Yes. What do I like about them? What do I even like about them? Because what, you know, all these people in the, in the past um, that I thought, do they like me? Do they like me? 
the moment I sat down and thought, do I like them? My instant response is, of course I do. But then I start asking myself, why? Give me five, give, give me yourself five reasons why you like this person, what do you like about them? And I really couldn't pinpoint anything that I liked because I was so focused oh. on, I want them to like me. I want them so much to like me. But you really, basically, where was basically it? put them on a pedestal and what oh, I, I, and 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 that's you know what that's so easily done so easily done. Yeah, um yeah, and, yeah. and i think what happens is when you start putting somebody on a pedestal in that way what you are doing is you're rupturing your own self-worth because what you're Absolutely. saying is this person is of a higher value to to myself and that's how I'm choosing to view the situation. When what you should be saying to yourself is, and I, we, you know, you shared a video on Instagram, which I found the original video and duetted on TikTok. And it was Pastor Mike talking about this idea of qualifying people on dates. And I don't mean, I don't mean this in like a negative way. You know, I don't mean that you have to go in there and you have to be brutal in terms of, you know, like you're not good enough for me. No, I'm saying you have to go in there and you have to be just as present with the idea of who you are and saying to yourself, do you know what? I can choose to see you as a prize and I can choose to see the value in you. But at the same time, I'm a goddamn catch as well. I'm a prize as well. And as much as I want you to like me, I want to know why you like me. You know, what is it that you see in me? I don't just want you to like me for my looks or, you know, what I've achieved in my life. I want you to to really dig into what makes me, me, you know? And one of the things I find is that, you know, when I have dated when I've been single is instantaneously, you can tell by somebody's aura or their energy, whether they are somebody that you instinctively want to get to know more about. You can't, you can't fake that. No, 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 you really can't. And another thing about pedestals as well, going back to that, is, you know, we tend to choose partners who there's something in them, there's an aspect of them that we feel like we are lacking. So, wow. you know, they might be really self-aware and we're less self-aware. So, and this is why we put them on a pedestal. We're like, wow, I want, I want this. I yeah. want all of these things. But then, and you're right, what we're, what we're not doing is actually being present in, do I want to get to know this person more? Because yeah. it's sort of this superficial way of thinking like, well, I must get to know them more because they have something that I don't have. I want that. But it's, it's, it's not about that. It's about, do I, do I really want to connect more with this person? Someone said to me recently, you know, I think that you'd be a great addition to my life and I'd be a great addition to your life. And I was like, That's powerful. What, what a sweet way That's of putting it. Because you're not going to be my sole source of happiness and self-worth and, and all of these things. We're just going to like, I think you could add to my life and I think I can add to your life. And that is, that's it. That's what it is about. I, I think that, I think that's so true. I think that no matter what, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, 
we should all be looking to add value to other people. Because I did a TikTok about this yesterday, uh, the motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, he talks about this idea of giving. And, you know, I, I think, again, you and me share this, share this in common. We, we love to give. We love to give to the world. We love yeah. to give through our own experiences. A lot of people struggle with this concept of being a giver because what they find is the more, the more they give, the, the less they feel they're, giving in they're getting in return, sorry. Everyone, when they give, let's be honest, they're looking for a return on their investment. You know, they're looking for that, you know, that kind of, okay, well, I've given you this, please, please give me something back so I know that you're just invested, you know, because I don't want to be the person who's continuously emptying my, emptying my cup for you, you know, um, and, and, and just feeling depleted. But Tony talks about this idea of, you know, where, whenever you give, it's always going to come back. Maybe through the same person or the same agent, but it's going to be reciprocated. It's going to be reciprocated. No matter what, in some way, it's karma. It's yeah. karma, and it's exactly what karma is. And so a, a lot of people, and I understand why people are like, I don't believe in karma because it's not something that's very like, it's not something that's visible. You can't see it. You can't prove it scientifically. So it's difficult. No. It's a difficult concept, I think, for people to come to terms with. But once you witness it mm -hmm. for yourself and in other people, absolutely good and bad karma, um, you know, positive and negative karma, you realize that this is a real thing. What goes around comes around. The Absolutely. more you do yeah. good, yeah. the more good you will receive. End of. So doing things out of the kindness of your heart, not doing things to think, well, you know, oh. if I do this, then they might, they might, they might give me some money, or they might, you know, show How me that they care. About that, How it's, difficult is that? That level of conditional love, you know. We want to know. We we want. We don't like the brain and the mind doesn't like uncertainty. We just don't. And the human, human, you know, humans as, as humans don't like uncertainty. We want to know that if we're giving, we're going to get back. Mm -hmm. But it's, it, we must understand that no matter what, whether it be now, tomorrow, 10 years time, we will get back what we put into the world. That's, yeah. that's just the way of the world. That's the that's how we work and so that and it's really hard to be it's really hard to be kind to people when they're not being kind to us it's one of the hardest things to do because we think why should we why should I be kind to you you're being disrespectful why am I going to be nice to you because that's you're doing it you're not doing it for them you're doing it for, for yourself doing it for you and yeah. if you can't be kind then respectfully walk away from the situation. Yeah, absolutely. These are all things that seem so, they sound so simple, but in practice are very hard to, to achieve. So small steps towards this, this level of inner peace. It's all about really inner peace that brings inner stability. Definitely. Uh, let me talk to you briefly about, we've got about 15 minutes, I think, left, to, um, but... I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, some of your struggles, if, if you're comfortable with that, because I know you've been very open and honest uh, on, on TikTok and on your videos, you know, with 
um, your own mental health. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, um, how do you find that going through your own struggles has helped you to create content? Um, and how do you find this also helped with your own growth and your own healing? So my, my own struggles helped me to create content. Is that what you said? How do my own struggles help me to create content? It's helped me to be nothing but authentic in my approach. I realized that I can't lie to myself. I can't actually lie to myself. I can't, I was, I was also sort of gaslighting myself for so long, being yeah. like, you know, you're, it's not this, it's not that, it's not all of these things. But here's the thing, throughout my, throughout my life, I have been diagnosed with, I mean, it's, it actually doesn't seem real. I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So the, right. all these are all mis, misdiagnoses, bipolar. Then they thought it was schizophrenia. And then psychosis and ADHD, OCD, borderline personality disorder, depression, anxiety, the list really, like, this, the list goes on. At one point, I was taking 12 medications mm-hmm. every single day. Um, and psychiatrists, uh, I, really, I really started to think that they thought I was this lost cause who was just, what are we going to do? There's nothing else we can do for this girl. She's just you know there's no hope um and I realized that actually if I'm just honest with myself about what I'm going through rather than avoiding the feelings rather than well I'll take my medication and I'll feel better and that is what I felt you know my parents through no fault of their own were like were like just take your medication you'll feel fine um and I know that they didn't mean it to sound the way that it came across but it it sort of validated those core beliefs that I'm. It didn't. It didn't really help with the, with the growth process. Yeah, it just it just reaffirmed exactly. what you already were thinking about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then making content, I realised that the more I would, I had so many videos in my drafts, mm. and the more I was actually lying and being inauthentic to myself, lying to myself, making these videos, pretending I'm, you know, I live this great life what what's the point because i could see straight away that it looked inauthentic and so what is the benefit in that mm-hmm. i need to i need to learn to just really be present with who i who i am and be comfortable with that and that is that's what making tiktok videos help me to do to just be honest with myself because even if it's one person that resonates that one person resonated and that's an amazing thing. Yeah, and, and I 100% agree. And, and, you know, I think that one of the biggest challenges for us as content creators um, is this idea of genuinely being authentic. Because I find that, and, and I've had this conversation with a couple of people that they, when they first start making videos, they're like, I, I just want, I want to be liked. I want to be liked. You know, I want I want my videos to be, you know, uh, to be getting this many views. I want them to be, you know, people to be duetting them. I want them to to be shared, you know, across across multiple. And it's like, look, you can't 
start expecting you can't go into this with an expectation that you're going to have it all figured out from from day one this is a this is a process it's a growth it's a journey and what you have to allow yourself is you have to immerse yourself in the entire experience now that means and and this is what i don't like about social media and i'm going to be touching on this with another guest but this idea that social media has become like a you know, like Ed Sheeran did an interview not long ago where he describes it as, as like, there's like a sheen, you know, across the, the veneer that is social media where basically we have become so obsessed with the idea of looking at other people's lives through the lens of Instagram or Facebook or, or even TikTok and saying, God, they've got it figured out, haven't they? They've got it all figured out. Look at this person. They're going traveling. You know, they're, they've got the perfect job. They've got a beautiful wife, you know, uh, wonderful kids, nice house, nice car. You don't see the day-to-day life of that individual. You only get to see what that person is choosing to put on there in a very selective way. And I find that so many people get sucked into this and it's inauthentic. And what people should be doing more, and, and I don't care if it makes people uncomfortable, I really don't. You know, I'm very, I like to think I'm very authentic. I post about my struggles, I post about my successes, but I've had people who have approached me when I've posted about my struggles and they've gone, you really put that out there for the world to see? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Because relatability requires vulnerability. Yes. If, if you. Absolutely. If you put, if you start trying to put yourself on a pedestal, what you're effectively saying to people is, I'm unapproachable because my life is perfect and I can't understand with what you're going through because I have not gone through that. Because my life is 99.9% of the time beautiful. Yeah. People and, are not here's, the here's the thing as well is we, 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 I think the world, it's so important to come to this sort of mutual understanding that every single human in this world is an imperfect human. Absolutely. No 100% one, true. No one is perfect. Even the person that you you look up to, we will have like someone we kind of idolize or we have our idols or role models. They are not perfect. Nope. And when we, when we have that understanding that no one is perfect, everyone's really out here just trying to do their best, we can let go of judgment a little bit. We can let go of, of, and I used to think this as well, especially when I had a therapist, for example, Mm -hmm. I would go into a therapist's office thinking they're a therapist, so they've got their life all together and they can do no wrong. So if they said something that didn't resonate with me, well, you shouldn't be saying that because you're a therapist. You shouldn't have done that because you're a therapist, but no one is perfect no. no one is perfect that's not that's we're all trying to do our best and it, i think it's actually really beneficial for us to walk around with this view everyone is really trying to do their best with what they've got and and i think at times let's be honest we all fall short we all fall short we make mistakes but i've always said that making a mistake once maybe even twice depending on how severe the mistake, you know, can be something that can, can, you know, lead to growth. 
But if you're repeating the same patterns and behaviors and mistakes time after time after time again, and then making excuses for it, and you know, still pushing out, you know, the um, the blame onto somebody else, and not taking accountability for yourself. I think that there's a deeper problem there, and a lot of the time, if we're if we're trying to project ourselves as perfect, we're we're always going to come up short. It's about progression, not perfection. At least for me. I love that approach. I absolutely, that's so wholesome. It's such a nice approach to have and it's really refreshing to hear. It's, it's not about, it's not about perfection. We all do it though, which is interesting. I wonder why humans really strive for perfection because where did this idea of perfection come from? Well, probably movies and again, social media and all, you know, this is a perfect life, but, and actually this is what I love about TikTok more so than Instagram because I see creators on TikTok all the time I've and I've done it posting videos of themselves crying at their lowest points at that literally feeling it like they're a rock and bottom they get so posting. many hateful comments so many hateful comments it's, it's Why exactly you your attention seeking or your you know no they're not attention seeking they're literally trying to show you that they are a human being just as much as you and that they have their moments and that's okay that is okay it really is okay we are we all go through it and on and and there's something i think there's still a feeling and it's becoming more acceptable but there's still a feeling like but 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 this is social media why are you posting yourself crying when you should be posting photos of yourself on a beach because I don't, exactly. yeah, I don't subscribe yeah. to the to the to the mass idea that's been sold that you have to continuously show the world your better self. Yes, exactly. Show, show your progression, show your good times, but match it with just as much with the fact that you also struggle. Of course, and uh, because that that's how people are gonna that's how people are gonna connect to you. And so I made I made a video. I think it was actually my first video that ever went viral and it was it was a disaster it was a disaster because I, I i hadn't Tell focused, me. <laughs> i hadn't focused on i hadn't been focusing on you know myself very much i was at the very beginning of my journey and i posted a video i thought i was being hilarious posting a video talking about british people and oh my god Oh my god, Lesh, I can't even, it makes me cringe still thinking about it because I offended the nation, I offended the entire nation with this one video and I then, that was that was it, that was the one video that made me take a step back and think, what is going, okay, you know, listen, there's so much hate coming at me from this video, but why, like, what, what are people, why are people having that perception of me, what am I doing, what am I saying here, is allowing people to have this perception of me and that is what changed my whole approach sometimes we need people sometimes to shake us up a bit and be like we do and and sometimes it takes you know five hundred thousand people to do it but <laughs> <laughs> so i can i can really resonate with that by the way you're talking to the guy who wanted to be known when when he came onto tiktok you're once you know i wanted to be known as as the guy you know who was helping people through mental health and I went viral for 
a video about making tea completely incorrectly. And I had, <laughs> and it, that video went viral. That video went viral. And the comment section in that video was, I, I, I can't even describe to you how much hate I got for it. There were people oh, telling yeah. me I need to be deported. Uh, people telling <laughs> me you need to lock me in the Tower of London. Um, you know, just, it was absolutely, it, it, when that video went off, I was like, great okay this is what I'm famous for now <laughs> exactly. exactly people always say when you start TikTok you know your your content should be one of three things um yeah um in either inspiring relatable or hateable <laughs> and so and I had no idea and then I had no idea what I was going to do and then the first video that went viral I was like so I'm hateable, <laughs> I'm hateable. What? what I don't I, I don't that's not who I am. I feel really uncomfortable with no, this. Love me. Love me. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just making a joke. I'm not a bad person. Um, and so that made me really become very aware of the words I was using. And my whole life, I'd always been like, no, I'm just, I'm just a very honest person. I'm very blunt. But really, that's me sort of saying, I'm not willing to change the way that I am, whether it offends people or not. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. It's, I wanted, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt people. Um, I definitely don't want to go out of my way to be hurting people. So I want to try my best to sort of not be this person who is offending people, you know, offending people thinking I'm joking. I find um, the, biggest, the biggest problem with that, I find is that people who they preach something but they don't practice it. I mean, that's, that's, yes. that is, that is just, you, look, you can, you can talk about, you know, whatever you want through your content and you can help people in any way. But if you are not putting those standards in place for yourself day to day, then let's be honest, you're a hypocrite because you can't expect, um, you know, certain standards in your life from other people if you're not willing to give those standards yourself classic example yeah. like with, with in all my friendships I always say to my friends I, I say look I don't I don't want to surround myself with yes people I hate yes people I love having friends who disagree with me not argue with me but disagree with me in a healthy way I love having friends who challenge me and I've always said, you know, through, throughout my growth, you know, as, as a content creator, I said, if at any point I start acting in a manner that is inconsistent with who I am, I expect my friends to call me out on it. And I expect my friends yeah. to sit there and tell me, because, because you, can't, you can't always have that conversation with yourself. Sometimes you don't even realize it's happening. And you need someone to, to sort of sit you down and go, do you know what? You're being a bit of a, you're being a bit of a douche. Okay, let's, 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 let's tone this down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's remind yourself of who you are. Okay. Because this isn't you in this moment. And at that point, I'm going to respect my friend more because they're going to say, yeah, do you know what? You're right. Thank you. Thank you for the accountability check. Whereas yes, people are always going to tell you, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so perfect. You're so this, you're you're so like everything you do. There is no growth there. There is no no growth. growth and it makes you question then the authenticity of the friendship authenticity of the friendship and and you know is this person really telling me the truth and then how is that going to affect me then when I go on to meet new people 
it's gonna it's gonna most probably help make me feel like I don't know if I can trust people in the future because my friends are telling me this and this and this so we want to be surrounded by people who are who are honest and yes maybe blunt but in a in a in a way that's gonna help help you they want the best they really truly want the best for you and we're all able to see those things it's like red flags in dating Mm. don't don't underestimate humans we all see red flags we all know what a red flag looks like we all know what a green flag looks like um perhaps less so but we all know what red flags look like we choose to sometimes avoid them some of us are drawn to the carnival simple as that it's so true it's so true so So just before we finish um i just wanted to ask so what's next for you what is next what what can we expect now from amy millie in the future so what we can expect is i'm going to be completing my my um therapist training soon so i'm going to be um starting as a cbt therapist i want to do some one-to-one therapy with people some group therapy Mm. i'm really listen i'm so inspired to do so many things um i want to i want to meet people as well meet meet my followers so i want to um aiming to sort of do public speaking and talks and and maybe schools and 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 just kind of get to know everyone build a bit more of a community and I think now that's that's what I'm that's what I'm setting out to do I want to set achievable goals for myself for the time being and those for me those two things is is perfect for me that's that's the dream I love that that's great that sounds like a very very bright future for you and I wish you all the best with the training and that you achieve all your dreams and goals. Amy, this has been absolutely mind-blowing. It's been so eye-opening. To the people watching and listening, this, I hope that you have taken something away. Um, just before we conclude, I just want to say again, um, if you're not following Amy already on TikTok, please go and follow her. Her handle is It's Amy Millie. Um, like I said, this is going to go out on Spotify and YouTube for people to uh, listen and watch back to. But Amy, Thank you very much for connecting with me and for joining me on another episode of Inspire You. Right, guys, until next time, um, thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you guys soon. All right, bye. bye.